You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Profit Podcast, everything NFL and fantasy football related all season long with your host, Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Calvin Wright. It is September 20th, which means it is Friday, which means football and the weekend. And it also means more Antonio Brown news. Antonio Brown, we got to mention it. He has been cut by the Patriots. His uh, tenure in New England, it was uh, shorter than the AAF experiment. I'm trying to find the, uh, the the timeline of Antonio Brown since training camp. July, he was placed on a non-football injury list, which was due to self-induced frostbite. That's a new one. August, he missed training camp because he didn't like his helmet. Another uh, interesting one. And then he posted fines for missing practice, had a confrontation with GM Mike Mayock, and he uh, tried to punch him, threw footballs at him, and he was subsequently released from the Raiders after he posted on Instagram, free me. Then he signed with Patriots, and things looked great for, for one shining moment until he was accused of some some not good things. And then more not good things, and more people accused him of these things. And then he was, well, it looked like he may make it out until he decided to text the accusers and harass them. Which resulted in him being finally released by the Patriots on September 20th, which is today. I don't know. A lot of people have been asking me, is this a good time to buy low on Antonio Brown? I mean, yeah, you can buy low on him. Do you want him? I don't know. It's hard to believe that Antonio Brown, the best wide receiver in the past 10 years, is not going to play another snap in the NFL. But it's also hard to believe that a team is going to take a shot on him after all of this. There's so many red flags. It's, I don't know. You can try to get him. He, he could end up on a lot of waivers. If you have him, I wouldn't drop him or sell him quite yet. I would wait until after this week, see if he gets signed anywhere by a real desperate team. Hey, heard Steelers. <laughs> Keep an eye on that. My bold prediction of the week, Antonio Brown signs back with the Steelers, and he and Mason Rudolph lead the Pittsburgh Steelers to the Super Bowl. So without further ado... Let's get into the starts and sits. We've got 17 questions today, quite a few to cover. If you didn't get a chance to ask me one, I'll be on Instagram all day tomorrow answering them. There will be a thread on the page, at the profit. All right, let's get into it. First question, Debo Samuel, McCole Hardman, or Sterling Shepard? All three, they're pretty solid, but I'd go McCole Hardman. He's been seeing more targets, more snaps, more routes each game. And this game, it's going to be high scoring. It's going to be a shootout. 
And I think the Chiefs, they're going to have enough touchdown volume that there's a very good chance McCole Hardman finds himself in the end zone at least once. And he also has a lot of upside with the big plays, being the you know speedster that he is. And with Sterling Shepard, I don't have enough confidence in the Giants as a whole. This is Daniel Jones. He's getting the first start. So things could be better, but they could be worse. And uh, the 49ers, they have too many other touchdown options. So a touchdown for Debo Samuel, it's not guaranteed. I'm going Hardman. Question number two. Should I start Julian Edelman or Nelson Aguilar? Well, with the recent news of Antonio Brown being released, I'd go Edelman, uh, especially in PPR. He's Brady's go-to guy, and the Jets, they're a better team than Miami, even without the first or second string quarterback. So I think they're going to put up more of a fight, which will mean the that the Patriots have to throw a little more. Now, Aguilar, it's tempting because there's so many injuries to the Eagles' offense, but I'm still going Edelman if it's PPR. Question number three, Philip Lindsay or Miles Sanders, PPR? Gross. Uh, it's, it's close for me, but I would go Sanders, even though he hasn't looked very good. In Denver with uh, Philip Lindsay, I think Royce Freeman, he's looking to take over that Denver backfield. He's looked better the past couple weeks. And apart from the huge Dalvin Cook touchdown run, the Packers' rush defense, it's actually been very good. So I'm going Miles Sanders, hoping he finds himself in the end zone, which could happen. He's been the goal line back. He just needs to convert. Thoughts on on Johnson this week? Uh, well, well, the cutting of C.J. Anderson, that is great news for on Johnson's owners everywhere. Ty Johnson, he's still there, important to remember, and he's going to be annoying. Ty Johnson, he's going to be, you know, you're at the state fair, and it's a good day, nice, sunny, you got your fried butter, everything's going well, but there's a pebble stuck in your shoe, and you can't get it out, and it's there the whole day, and it's just annoying. It doesn't ruin the day, but it's still just annoying. That's Ty Johnson. He's a pebble stuck in your shoe at the state fair, whereas uh, uh, C.J. Anderson, he was more of a thorns stuck in your side because he was vulturing the goal line work. I don't think Ty Johnson is going to be that role. He's not built differently from Carrion. He's just going to steal a little bit of the work. So it's good news for Carrion Johnson. Don't overreact, though. It doesn't mean Carrion is going to get, you know, every touch in that backfield. Next question, Frank Gore or Matt Breida? I do like Gore this week with Singletary out now, but I would go Breida. He's just, at this point in his career, he's a better running back, I think. Now, Frank Gore, he's safe. He is very safe because, you know, he's going to get 25 rushes, 80 yards, but a touchdown. Whereas Matt Breida, he's not quite as safe, but he's much more of an electrifying player. He has bigger upside. If someone goes for over 100 yards, it's going to be Breida. So I would go Breida there for upside. Next question, Jimmy Garoppolo or Matthew Stafford at quarterback? This is pretty close for me. I would personally go Jimmy G, though. I'm looking at him to capitalize on a bad Pittsburgh defense, and he has more offensive weapons to throw to than Matthew Stafford does, and he's got more upside. So for those reasons, I'm going Jimmy G. Tyrell Williams or John Brown? Now, if you listened last week, you know that I love Williams this year, but John Brown, I think he has a chance to be a top 12 receiver this week, especially PPR leagues. He's off to a pretty hot start, and this matchup against the Bengals, you can't get any juicier of a matchup than that. It, I think he's going to be a really good option this week, especially with Singletary being out. A lot of the bigger plays, they're going to have to go through the air, and the big play man in the air, that's John Brown. John Brown, he's going to have a good week. I'm firing him up everywhere. James White, Terry McLaurin, or Jamison Crowder? In PPR leagues, I would go James White, probably the same in standard. Now, Brown is gone. That should give more opportunity for White in the passing game. 
I do like McLaurin a lot, but I don't like him against this Bears defense. The Bears defense, it's so good. And as for Crowder, I don't really like any of the Jets with Darnold being out. So I'm going James White there. Next question, Jeff Wilson, worth a shot? Yeah, Jeff Wilson's worth a shot if you're really struggling at running back position or if you're in a deeper league, for sure. Uh, He is in a three-headed backfield, which is not something you ever want for fantasy, but he is the goal line work in that situation, and he's on a good offense, and he's going against a bad defense, so he is worth a shot if you're really struggling or need, you know, if if all your guys got injured. That's that's where, where I'm starting Jeff Wilson, and I'm pretty comfortable starting him in that situation. Robert Woods or McCole Hardman? This is the toughest one so far. I, I think I would go Robert Woods over Hardman. Hardman has the upside, that's for sure. But with as many options as Mahomes has, he's easier to bust, whereas Robert Woods, he's pretty key to that Rams offense. And I expect him to be involved a lot against the Browns this week. Now, if you're, you need big upside, you know, the only chance you can win is if someone explodes for 200 yards and two touchdowns, go Hardman. If you just need a safe, good week, go Robert Woods. All right, next question. Devontae Freeman, James White, Will Disley or Cole Beasley? Ooh. (laughs) James White, he's the safest, but I really do like Cole Beasley this week against that Bengals defense. Now, Freeman is hard because he's still a good back on a pretty good team, but the O-line in Atlanta, quite frankly, it's it's atrocious. And and the Colts' defense is usually pretty good at home. I'm not going Disley. He's too touchdown dependent on a run-first team at this point in his career. I think I would honestly go Cole Beasley. I think he—I I would go Cole Beasley. That's my take. James White or Beasley, two safe options. James White is probably safer. I'm going Cole Beasley, though. I, I got a good feeling about Beasley this week. Russell Wilson or Josh Allen? Ooh. I'm going Josh Allen all the way. He should have a huge week against the Bengals. We mentioned it before. I feel like I'm kind of bullying the Bengals this week, but they're bad defense, guys. <laughs> they're a bad defense. They're awful against the run and the pass, and lucky for us fancy owners, Josh Allen, he does both of those things. I expect easily a top 12 finish. I wouldn't be surprised if he finished top three or top five. I I expect a big week from Josh Allen. If he finishes top three, I will do a Josh Allen card giveaway. That's how confident I am in Josh Allen this week. All right, Tyler Lockett, he's a good play. He's always a good play. It depends on your options, but I expect him to be top 20 this week against a struggling Saints team. It depends on your options, but I don't really... If you have Tyler Tyler Lockett, you're probably starting him. That's, That's where I am there. All right, next question. Mixon, Singletary, Carrion Johnson, James White. Start three. Well, this question just got a lot easier. <laughs> Singletary, he's out this week, and the hamstring injury, just adjust your lineup accordingly. Should not be in any starting lineups this week. All right, John Ross, Sterling Shepard, or Debo Samuel? I go John Ross. It's hard to bench him after these first two weeks, and Ross, he is a boomer bust player, but he only needs one play to be a top scorer any given week. The Bengals, they are throwing a lot, too. They have a 4-to-1 pass-run ratio in a neutral game script, so the volume should actually be there for Ross, and it only takes one play for him to save your week. All right, Miles Sanders, Marvin Jones, Nicole Hardman, Cobb, or Debo Samuel? The biggest question for last. 
I would go Randall Cobb or McCole Hardman. They're both good options, and they should both perform this week. Hardman, he has to compete with more players, like we already said, whereas Cobb, he's going to be the number two with Michael Gallup out. Sadly, the Dolphins, they are so bad that, you know, I don't even think the Cowboys are going to have to throw that much. And Cobb, he could score very early and then, you know, see no receptions in the second half. The Ravens-Chiefs game, on the other hand, I think it's going to be a close, high-scoring shootout. And there's going to be plenty of touchdowns to go around, so I'd go McCole Hartman. That's the last question we have. Now we're going to get into the quarterback streamers. I've got three. Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo against the Steelers, 46% owned. You know, all it comes down to here is he's a decent quarterback. He's got a lot of uh, receiving options, pretty high-powered offense. The Steelers' defense is bad. You know, there are other options better, but if you need to stream someone, if you had Ben Roethlisberger or Drew Brees and they went down last week, Jimmy G, he's a good stream. Next, Kirk Cousins, 37% owned. He's going against Oakland, a pretty bad defense. Not too excited about Kirk. He hasn't looked good so far, but like I said, a lot of quarterbacks have already gone down with injuries. If you're plugging in Cam Newton and suddenly he's gone, Kirk Cousins worth a shot. And finally, the grossest play of all, Jameis Winston. Now, I believed in Winston before the season started. I believed in Winston before I saw him this season. But he's going against a Giants defense, 46% owned. He's available in most leagues. And honestly, there's so much talent on that receiving core with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. It's hard for me to believe that he doesn't bounce back in a pretty big way. And like I said, a lot of quarterbacks got injured. It feels bad starting Jameis this week, especially if he, you know, killed you in week one like he did me. But but I think you can do it this week in this matchup. So those are the three quarterback streamers. And, well, I hope you enjoyed the show. That's that's the end of it. We'll be back again tomorrow with the week three preview where we go over every single game and starts and sits in each game and who we think is going to win. It's a fun show, actually. It's I would recommend watching it or listening to it. It's a podcast. Can't really watch. So, yeah, that's, that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening, as always. Uh, see you tomorrow. <laughs>